Welcome to 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Hello, greetings. It's a very special day here in 222 Land. We're actually sitting in Jen's haunted house. And we have a special guest with us. Don't be surprised if you see any spirits behind you. Has anything happened lately in the house? Mm, Not really. No? It's been quiet. Although I did have a really, really, really frightening nightmare last night. And it's one of those, you ever have where you just fall asleep and you're in that like in between Mm -hmm. before you really fall asleep stage? I forget Mm -hmm. what they call it. I heard all these voices talking outside of my bedroom door and like conversations. And I was like... What, why are all these people in my house? And I got up thinking, and I don't even know if I really got up, but mm-hmm. in my dream I got up, and then I was laying back in the bed, and they, they all came in my room, and they were standing over me, and one of them put her finger in my face, and I bit her finger, oh, and geez. I woke up. <laughs> okay, so all your dream interpreters out there. I know, and I, I got hope up. that's a dream, yeah. yeah. It was it Not was a home so invasion. <laughs> because I bit this woman's finger and, and she said to turn around to the other people and like, she bit my finger. <laughs> and I'm like, did I just bite a spirit's finger? Maybe I, alien abduction, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. You maybe that's why it? I have such anxiety and I can't look up in the sky. There you go. But anyhow, we have a great guest here in Jen's house with us. We have our good friend Steve Sabo. He is a comedian. And Jen, tell us a little bit about him right in front of him. I will. <laughs> You're going to read read about me from the back of the book? Yes. I am not, because oh. I know him. No. Um, so, you know, Steve and I have been friends for a long time. Yeah. You know, and um, I really, really admire um, you and your body of work, but I'm really super just happy and excited that you have now a published author. Steve yeah. has written several books, which mm-hmm. I have right in front of me, and I have been reading Um I am so excited to have you on the podcast. You have no idea. I've been wanting <laughs> you to be on for the last eight years. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be on. We talked about it before, and then it uh, never materialized, and, uh, yep. and and this time it is, so that's great. I'm glad to be yeah. here. But I'm super excited because Steve's a brilliant writer. I have his books here. We start with the first one is The Dark Itch. No, the first one I, I wrote was Jester's Run. Jester's right Run. There. Right there. Very first book was okay. Jester's Run. The second book I wrote was uh, How to Fail at Stand-Up Comedy, mm-hmm. which is the only non-fiction book that I've written. Okay. And then the third one was uh, Kayla's Gone. Yep. And then My Dark Itch is the fourth one. And uh, my newest one that just came out a couple months ago is Until the Blood Begins to Flow. Ooh. Now, this this one is um, probably what gave me the nightmare from last night because <laughs> I was reading it last night. It's very gory and very graphic. Yeah. How far into your, are you into I'm it? about halfway through. Okay. And right. I was just like, I had to put it down because I got a little scared. Did you get to the uh, the auditorium scene? Um, uh, right about there. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's where I was like, mm. That's when it really down. starts getting gory. Yeah, is, for is, sure. Is in that scene. Yeah. So, um, so much fun to write. It's yeah. so much fun to write books that where you can just. So what I when I one of the things I do, we'll talk about that I'm yeah. sure. But yeah. one of the things I I love to do when I when I write stuff is my first draft is always over the top gory as as much mm-hmm. as I can do, mm-hmm. and then I give it to uh, my sister to read who does uh, some editing for me, mm-hmm. and she's very conservative. And uh, whenever she gets <laughs> squeamish, <laughs> it's like, okay, I should probably I should dial that one <laughs> dial back, back dial a little that bit. back, dial that back. She has me dial back the sex scenes. She has me dial back some of the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the blood and gut scenes. So she's very good at getting me, you know, putting me, you know, where I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and and looking back at it, like at first when you're reading it and you're when you're writing, it, you're like, oh, she wants me to cut that. I love that part. Right. But then you look back and you go, yeah, it's, she's right. It's she's the theater right. of the mind. I mean, you got to leave some up there for interpretation yeah there's a uh um there's definitely something to be said for that like one of the some of the scariest movies in the in the world if you're looking at movies mm-hmm. don't show anything yeah movies like uh, uh rosemary's baby mm-hmm. incredibly terrifying movie but doesn't really show you anything yeah you know so movies like that and other movies that where they don't reveal the monster to the very end it's all tension the entire time mm-hmm. those are great you know i love those things now do you consider this true crime or horror hmm. so it's interesting. All my books are, 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 I don't write, I don't necessarily write per genre, right? Okay. So I just write and then I try to figure out the genre later, mm-hmm. right? So I just figure out what I wanted to write about. So, um, 
the until the blood begins to flow is is a straight up horror. That newest one is is a straight up horror. And I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with uh, John Skip, who mm-hmm. is a um, when I was growing up, John Skip and Craig Spector they wrote a book called uh, The Light at the End, which is a brilliant vampire novel. It came out in like 1984 or something like this. Lo- this that book probably changed my life when it came to reading mm-hmm. um that was a book that i first read and i went oh my god this is what i've always wanted books to be yeah it was a cinematic book you know it was mm-hmm. a movie but a book yeah love those guys and then um i was talking and I, I just thought it'd be fun to check on facebook to see i wonder if those guys are still around see, see if i you know if i can mm-hmm. find them and i found john skip on oh, on facebook great. and like they stopped writing together in like 1994 or something like this but separately they went on and had different mm-hmm. books and stuff and I, I had mutual friends with John Skip, strangely, and uh, so I I sent him a message, and we wrote back. So we had like a little little uh, little back and forth, a little correspondence for a little while. And I didn't want to bug him for too much, but it was like mm-hmm. one of those great things where it's like this was my idol growing up. I always oh, loved this guy, yeah. and he, the fact that he was just so welcoming <clears throat> and so encouraging. And I told him that I was uh, at the time I was, I was starting to write my first horror novel. Yeah, and he goes, "Well, it's great. You're a comedian, and ho- comedy and horror are are they're the same thing." It's 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 being able to elicit uh, visceral responses from your words, mm-hmm. and he like really encouraged me, and it was really great to, to get that from him. Um, so this one is straight up horror, kind of an in, in, in homage to him in in, in a way, um, but it's also a, an idea for a story that I wrote um, in high school. In high school, I, I hand wrote I hand wrote a hundred mm-hmm. page story mm-hmm. that was uh, the premise for this, and none of that exists anymore except for in my head. But um, I remember the story, you know from that and I said you know what when I was looking for new ideas of what what to write next I said I really like that story that I wrote back then I wonder if I could if I could duplicate that yeah. but obviously what you can write in high school versus what you can write you know as an adult completely different thing mm-hmm. you know different life experiences and stuff like that but be able to take that 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 kernel that that premise mm-hmm. and then uh turn it around to something it, I thought it was great something yeah. that just came full circle same thing with like uh, the first one Jester's Run was an idea I had for about 10 years and I just never I, I, I mean I wrote the entire story in my head like way before I mean like I knew the beginning I knew the middle I knew the end I just didn't know you know how to how to do it yeah. or, or, or if I could do it yeah. you know um, so that was great to make that now when you said the reason I brought that up you said the true crime thing mm-hmm. the uh, My Dark Itch okay is um, it, that was a fun experiment it was it's a it's a um, it's a fictional autobiography of a stand-up comedian who becomes a serial killer. Oh, okay. So when you talk about true yeah. crime, mm-hmm. um, this is like, so what makes this book cool to me is I took some real events that occurred in my life, actual things that happened, and then took a left at some point in time mm-hmm. to add this, the serial killer part. But there's like parts in that thing that, that are so real and so realistic when you get to it that you're going to go, oh, yeah, I'm sure that happened. And then you go, whoa, did that? Yeah. No. I've, I've, I had people that have asked mm-hmm. me, they go, all right, look, I don't want to be, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to ask this question, but. Yeah. Uh, but you got to ask it. Some of that happened, right? That has to be. <laughs> that's that's too realistic. Like, I, I was there for some of these things. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but that part wasn't. Like, yeah, exactly. Then, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of like you ever go to, a, you're standing in line somewhere. Kroger, let's say. You're standing in line. And there's somebody that's, three people in front of you that's just being the biggest jerk in the world oh yeah you know and in your head you just imagine you just imagine something happening you imagine you know a pitchfork coming in from the <laughs> side and is stabbing that person or you imagine them stepping outside getting hit by a truck whatever you, goes into your head it makes you feel better about dealing with that situation mm-hmm. because you can kill that person in your brain yeah. mm-hmm. and still feel good that's what i did in this book i took all those situations that 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 drove me crazy and i just decided mm-hmm. to make those people die for whatever it was <laughs> that they did. And, uh, and that's, that's what's so great about writing is that I think that, you know, for me, when I'm writing is I try to be as, as, as true as I can be as, as authentic as I can be. Um, so I think that that some of that sh- uh, shows through. And if you, mm-hmm. and if you write from that angle, mm-hmm. it will show through and you can create, you know, a world that people will believe and you can take them on a journey because they're with you because they they believe what you wrote to get you there. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, you know, I think every author pours a part of them, their psyche or or their themselves into their books, their characters or the situations. 
You ever wonder I've, about that though? Because like, if you, if you read I've, Stephen King, like he's got a lot of some really we, yeah. creepy, rapey sex stuff going on in his books. Like it, As he's like, living out his fantasy through yeah, these characters. In in like in it, like the girl, mm-hmm. like she's she has sex with like five or six twelve year old boys. You know, a fourteen year old mm-hmm. girl has sex with like twelve. I mean, like like. Ew, Steve, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? It's not in your book, is it? Not in my book. I have no, I have no, I'm thinking, do I have any, I have no underage sex. Technically, there is, but not with adults. Not like adults having sex right. with children. It's This is taking a far left. There, are, no. um, there might be teenagers that had experienced young love in a story. Nothing, right. nothing inappropriate. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> have you read my books? No. I I have. Have you? I have. Okay. I read one. One of your books, and it was terrible. <laughs> but the would, worst thing I ever. It may. Yeah, but you, you may so? think it's terrible. But there's somebody out there that will actually like it. And yeah. I mean, that kind of Too came so out wrong. Positive. But you know what I mean. <laughs> there's there's always somebody that's going to like what you do, and you never know. You never know until yeah. somebody reads it, and. You learned a lot from I learned that. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. When I when I read your book, the first thing I thought of, and this is this is to your credit, is that uh I wanted you to expand on that book. I mm-hmm. wanted it to be so much more. Yeah. You know. And I only wrote two sequels to it and stuff like that. And but it's, it's like I, I read it and I was like I think I read it in a day. You mm-hmm. know, it was a it was a quick read and I was yeah. like, Oh, but I, I'm there's done. So much. But there's so much more you could yeah. have explored with it. There's so many more things you could have done there. And that's that's the only part with it. It's, it's like you made me want to read more yeah you know so that's There's, to your credit for sure do do your characters ever come knocking on your on your door basically like did you do you ever find like some of the characters that you've written like pop in your head and you're like yeah and something new because like yeah. my process of writing and you kind of mentioned this too is you play it all out in your mind like yeah. it's it's like you watch a movie and then you write it mm-hmm. and that's um but, but that that's sometimes sort of sometimes they wake me up yeah, <laughs> but you, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, we talk on this show about making talpas. Mm-hmm. Talpas are thought thought creatures or thought people, I should say. Okay. That people make talpas to do different tasks, but it's all in their mind. Mm. They're not real. Now, when they become real, they're called egregores to where you actually will see the entity appear. Okay. Wow. Okay. So but characters in books and that are sort of like that, where you're making um, these thought forms, yeah, on paper that sometimes come true because hmm. we've seen many times where we've actually thought, okay, this person is going to look like this, going to look like this, and we look, and there's that person. So, kind of working wish with them the mind, into existence, you mean? Or, or it could be that that person already exists. In another, like, I want to say another realm, mm. but spiritually, in your mind, you see that person. How do you know that you didn't walk down the street and see that person? Or, you know, talking in the paranormal aspect, it could be someone where, like, a ghost pops in your mind. So you're saying, like, you basically uh, registered somebody in your life, mm-hmm. and they stayed in, they stayed with you. And then when you go to the right... Yeah, that person comes to yeah. comes to mind. That's interesting. I never. It's probably that's possible. What, yeah. That's what dreams are. I mean, every person you have ever seen in your dream is someone you've seen either walking past you or on TV or something. Well, certain dreams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, and I know this is a paranormal show, and we're talking about like your books and stuff. Yeah. But it kind of all correlates together because you're making characters. Yeah. Out of nothing. Well, sometimes people who read books have this weird thing that they think those characters are real and it becomes a part of their life. Oh, yeah. Like they have conversations with them. They're, you know, like I've had people like, well, what was Christopher's favorite food? I'm like, dude, it's a book. Read the book. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, uh, so my one character from, uh, from Jester's Run, mm-hmm. um, he makes an appearance in in Kayla's Gone as well, mm-hmm. and then my newest book, the one I'm working on currently, um, he's in that one as well. And mainly because um, it wasn't that I didn't, you know, I've, I've had so many people that just that said, "Well, you're gonna write another one with that guy? I, I'm gonna hear what, what's he doing now? Where'd mm-hmm. he go? I want to, yeah. I want to know what he's doing." Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, you know, you realize that you've touched 
people in a way with a certain character. Yeah. And so you want to keep that person alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, like at the end of Jester, I'm not going to tell what happens at the end of Jester. Did you finish Jester's run? Uh, um, I read it when it first came out. So there's a thing that happens um, at the end of Jester's run. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that ticked off a few people. Oh, really? You know? And my, my goal... So you got controversy over that? Well, it's one of those things where like, uh, you know, when you write a book or when you watch a TV show or whatever it is, is that there's an expected ending, right? You, you want it to come to a conclusion that you've already formed in your head. And my goal with all my books is to, is to give you a left turn so that it ends different than you expected it mm-hmm. to. You know, mm-hmm. you're taking down the path. I don't want you to go. Yeah, that's exactly what I, you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I want you to go. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, wait, what? Did, <laughs> what was that? Right. You yeah. know, you want that. You're good at that. And that's that's what I try to yeah. do. Yeah. I try to make those those surprises, those twists that you didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. And um, I like doing that. Some people don't like reading that. Yeah. You know, because they wanted a certain character to live or they wanted but, a certain character to 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 have something happen to them. You know. Um, I had a guy that that uh, a buddy of mine. He goes, he goes, yeah, I really like your one character, but uh, hey, maybe in the next book, maybe maybe he can get laid or something. You know, you think about that. Maybe like he's done all these things, and, and you're like, dude, <laughs> it's just a character. Right? In a book. He goes, let the guy have sex for for goodness' sake. And I'm like, man, but that that that's amazing because you're invoking emotion in yeah. those people, and they they're getting tied to these characters. Yeah. You know, they're getting emotionally involved in these characters. Mm-hmm. And as any writer, that's what you want. You want people yeah. to feel emotion or. You know, have some kind of experience after reading your book. Those are, I think, those are the, the biggest compliments you can get. And then uh, the other big compliment I got for uh, for Jester's run is uh, a scientist uh, wrote to me after reading it, mm-hmm. and she said, uh, she goes, every time I read a book that has science fiction elements to it, the first thing I always do is I just roll my eyes and criticize the science mm-hmm. that you know that they put in those books. Mm-hmm. And she goes, your science is 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 good. It's solid. Everything you wrote is solid science. In that in that book, and I'm like, that's the biggest because co- I did research and I did, yeah. you know, I I did that, I did the homework on it, but that doesn't mean that you know my ten hours of research is gonna mac, you know, equal somebody's thirty years sure. of experience yeah. in, the, in the field. Yeah. But apparently, it was it was true enough that uh, that I got the seal of approval from a scientist. Oh, so, that's good. You know, yeah, Great. it does it does feel good because sometimes you'll write something and people go, you know, that's not how people talk. That's not what they do. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. uh, like in Kayla's Gone, mm-hmm. there's a scene with a cop. So I interviewed a cop and I go, if this situation happened, mm-hmm. what would you say? How would you react? What would be the first step you did? What would be the next step you mm-hmm. did? So I went that far to get the the actual technical jargon, the mm-hmm. technical, you know, uh, procedures down because I want somebody that that's in that field to read it and and say, oh, OK, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, again, like uh, until the blood begins to fail, it takes place in a high school. Well, uh, one of the characters is, is a uh, assistant principal of a high school. My little brother is an assistant principal in a high school. So I, he's if you if there's a technical advisor for a book, he's my technical advisor for the book. So yeah. I got schematics of a high school. I've got you know procedural techniques. I got you know all that kind of stuff, just to be as accurate as I can be because I want somebody because some people somebody's going to write a book or read a book mm-hmm. based if if you read a book you go. Uh, it's about a high school principal. Oh, I work at a high school. You Mm want to read it. And if you read it and it's not true to your world, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And I didn't want that to be the case. Because you're going to look, you're going to read it and you're going to think, well, this guy didn't do any research on this. Yeah. He's just talking, making stuff up. And you're going to, you're going to end mid book, right? You're just going to be like, it's going to be a dust cover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to be ticked off. You're going to like, that's not, nobody would talk like that. Nobody would do that. You know, and I don't want that to be the case. I want them to, to to have it flow without them even having a hesitation that that would make sense. Yeah. That's my goal. Now, obviously you, with your profession, you travel a lot. Let's start getting into some paranormal experiences that you've had. Sure. And um, one of the most haunted locations that you can ever go to are theaters. Mm -hmm. Theaters, bars, places where people gather. Yeah. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the different locations that you've been in and if you've experienced anything yeah. in those locations. I could I can give you a couple stories. And uh, so this one I think is probably maybe the most interesting. And mm-hmm. the worst part about it is that 
I don't remember where it is. Okay. okay. Um, I know it was in Southern Ohio. And at the time, I didn't realize, I didn't, it didn't um, register to me to keep track of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I was doing a show and it was, it was a, um, it was an old, it was a, it, it's one of those buildings that had, um, it used to be like a, back in the day, back in the 1800s or 19, mm-hmm. early 1900s, everything was in one place. There'd yeah. be like a theater yeah. and there'd be a hotel and restaurant and all those things in one place. And it was one of those buildings, right? So it was a, we did a show in a, in a theater room and then I was staying upstairs at the same hotel. Yeah. And uh, I was by myself and I'm, I'm having a drink at the bar afterwards after the show. And it's kind of a cool place because they talked about how um, Al Capone had been there mm-hmm. and it, he stopped there a few times and they had pictures of him on the wall and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had some bullet holes in the bar uh-huh. from things that had occurred in that bar. And they told me a story about Charlie. Now, this is the thing. If anybody knows, you know, where this place is, I would like to, you know, uh-huh. to know. So it's a hotel, uh, hotel, restaurant, bar, theater place mm-hmm. in a small, really small town. But it's haunted by this guy named Charlie. Now, apparently, Charlie, uh, back in the you know Al Capone times, mm-hmm. used to hang out at this bar. He was a regular at this bar. He he didn't work there, but he was just somebody that frequently hung out there. And then uh, I guess he died at that bar. I don't remember if he was shot by you know one mm-hmm. of these situations, but he definitely died at that bar. And he said, and they were telling me at the time they were like they're going like, hey, uh, don't be surprised if Charlie pays you a visit tonight <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever, you know whatever you're talking about. I go, and they go, well, if Charlie does something, you know, I, and I go, what, what's, what's he going to do? Like, what are you talking about? And they go, like, he just, he just kind of likes to let himself be known. Right. Okay. He gives, he lets, wants his presence to be known. Mm-hmm. So he might just, uh, he might move a chair or he might, <laughs> you know, or he might open a blind or close the blind or you might see a shadow or, or something like that. And you're like, Ooh, he moved a chair. Right. But in my yeah. head, I'm like, you know, well, they're just, they're just messing with me. They're yeah. just trying to, <laughs> they're just trying to, to screw with me. Yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah, really funny. So I had a few drinks and uh, probably a few more drinks because they're trying. It's it's you know when you stay at those places, they're like they're historic and stuff, but they're not comfortable. You know. Oh yeah. If they're all like they're cold mm-hmm. and you know the walls are thin. Dated. And, yeah, dated. Yeah. There's everything. It's so I I got a little you know tipsy and uh, and so I could sleep better because it wasn't going to be the most comfortable sleep. So that might be part of it. And that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. maybe maybe they told me these stories. And maybe I had too much to drink, but in the middle of the night, uh, I woke up and everything in the room was spinning around the room, <laughs> just floating around, spinning around the room, just spinning Whoa. around the room. And, uh, and it wasn't that drunk spin where it goes halfway. No, and no, no. Back. It was like no. This item spinning around the room. And I remember I sat up and uh, then I was kind of frozen. Like I didn't yeah. know what to do or what to say or what's what's going on. And then I remember that they said, just tell Charlie to knock it off. Uh-huh. And I said, Charlie, knock it off. And then everything stopped. <gasps> And then, and I was like, did that just, did that just really happen? And then I'm like, that couldn't have just happened. Mm-hmm. Did that just really, and I just went back to sleep. But that's where I say to myself, did that really happen? Because could I go back to sleep if that happened? It ha- I'm telling you, when I saw that seven foot shadow figure standing over me, I just looked up, went, okay. And then went back to bed. And yeah. same thing with you, yeah. Jen, when Jen had a, something here yeah, something happened here. Yeah, she had a, a neighbor that crossed the street, and our listeners heard this story a few times. But the neighbor that lived across the street showed up in her room. Yeah. She just looked and oh hi, and then went back to sleep. It's it's bizarre, but mm-hmm. yeah, brain can't process like what is happening, yeah. and you're like, did that really happen? Did I really bite that lady's finger? Or <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> right. So you start questioning yourself later, yeah. Yeah. and that's and that's what happened with that one. But that that physically experienced happened to me. I've stayed at a lot of haunted places um, that they say were haunted. Didn't have anything. Didn't have any experience. I was on a road with this guy named Jake once and it was kind of funny that they're telling me about, um, about a haunting and a, and so we looked it up online and there's a, you know, a picture of a particular room that had like a, uh, uh, a rocking chair uh-huh. and then Jake <laughs> was staying in that room <laughs> and he stayed up Lucky all Jake. night just staring at that chair because <laughs> that chair is supposed to rock. It's supposed to rock when somebody's there. So he's just like staring at it. And then I was in uh, uh, Rapid City, South mm-hmm. Dakota. I was staying at a place called the oh, Alex something. Okay. Not Alex Johnson. The, but it's a, it's a historic hotel there. All right. And this is kind of cool. So, um, again, nothing happened to me in particular, 
But um, they were telling me about the, it's haunted. They have these ghosts and stuff like that. And somebody showed me a picture of these of this female ghost that somebody had taken. And it's such a clear picture. Like, yeah. it's so clear that you're almost like, this can't be real. Yeah. It's just too, you know, you can make out features on the face, a veil, uh-huh. you know, full dress type thing. But um, the picture, she's standing facing a door. And the door she's facing was the door I was staying in oh, that God. night. And it's a, I didn't remember it happening. Yeah, but that was one of those like, what are the ch- of all the rooms mm-hmm. and right. all the floors, that's the one that she's at? Mm-hmm. What's what is happening? Yeah. Coincidence, maybe. And then I was in a St. James Hotel in uh in uh, Minnesota, I think. Okay. And uh supposedly one of the most haunted places in America is what they say. They've got mm-hmm. um so I think this I wrote a joke about this in my act for a while mm-hmm. because it's kind of a funny haha, you know, kind of situation. But um, it's called the St. James Hotel. Supposedly they have five or six jokes or jokes, five or six ghosts that stay in this thing. And most of them, and this is the way they, they, uh-huh. they say it, uh, are harmless. Most. Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. But there's, Asterisk. there's one that is apparently uh, pushed people down flights of stairs and other experiences like that mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that sounds fun mm-hmm. you know huh that's weird so when i checked in i thought i'd try to be funny and i asked if i could get a ghost room yeah and they're like absolutely we'll give you a ghost room. Right? so i kind of thought they were gonna say no we don't let people stay there yeah. they're yeah. like yeah we've been trying to get rid of these rooms all night yeah. here you go let's go ahead and stay here so then i thought it'd be funny and i asked if i could get a succubus room you know and mm-hmm. you guys both know yeah. right you know, succubus is mm-hmm. a female ghost that mm-hmm. has sex with sex with men mm-hmm. uh uh against their will Against, sure, against their Sometimes. will, you know, yeah. female ghosts, I'm trying to remember how I said it in, in the joke, but female ghosts have sex with men, draining their life force and stealing their souls, or pretty much any woman I've ever dated <laughs> yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that's, there, therein lies the joke. But um, nothing happened to mm-hmm. me, whatever. But I always thought to myself, like, what if they asked for a succubus room and they accidentally gave me an incubus room? Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be a pain in the ass. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'd be like, um... I get it. Let's now. just talk. <laughs> I know. It took me a second. <laughs> You're nice and all, but let's just talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> let's just be friends. Let's not. Uh, but I did. Uh, uh, I mentioned that earlier. There's one other experience that I had that was um, noteworthy. I guess mm-hmm. is um, I was doing a comedy club in Illinois, and so what's kind of cool about it is it's a it, again it's one of those old buildings, and there are always the old buildings, and there's a theater yeah. there. It used to be a theater. And uh, now it's, it's they remodeled it. Uh, they didn't really remodel it that much. They, they just you know put yeah. it back together, like again. revamped it. Or, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's still got modernized. The, yeah, it's still bit. got uh, almost all the original wood. It's got the this whole the stage and all that stuff is 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 real. And uh, the night that I was performing there after my show, they had a ghost hunt there. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, it gets always one of those things. I'm, I I wish I, I wish I'd been prepared and wrote down the names of the cities and yeah. and the Was names it Alton, of the places. Illinois? It wasn't Alton, Illinois. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's I could I could figure it out. Yeah. Um, if I tried if tried hard enough, but off the top of my head, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. escaping me. Yeah. But uh, so they had a ghost hunt. They brought in uh, a psychic and some other people. And there's like about eight different people. So I stuck around just to see what was going on and stuff. And uh, they gave me. Uh, a little demonstration of their equipment and different experiments that they that they uh, that they do. And one of the things, my first experience ever with this. Have you ever? Um, I'm sure you guys have. You know the the what I don't know what they call diving rods or whatever mm-hmm. they're called. Yeah. Do, yep. Dowsing rods. Dowsing. Yeah. Or word? divinate. Divinate. Yeah, Divining it. rods or yeah. dowsing rods. Something. Yeah. Like we use that. them in all our investigations. I have some. Yeah. If you want to. So well, here's the thing about it. I. You know, I've never used them before, mm-hmm. and I've always thought they were tricks. Yeah. Like, I've seen yeah. people use them, and mm-hmm. they'll ask them a question. So, basically, if, if, if the listeners don't know, yeah. you ask them a question, and it, depending on if the, if, the, if the rods go in, it means yes. If mm-hmm. the rods go out, out it means no. Right. Mm-hmm. So, they just, you know, and it, not a little. They go a lot. Like, yeah. they yeah. drastically move to, for yes and no. Mm-hmm. There's no mistaking it. So, uh, the girls asking the ghost questions and stuff, or whatever ghosts were there, uh, certain questions and it's just moving like there's, there's like there's no tomorrow and I'm sitting there like I'm in the back going this is this is bullshit yeah right there's the skeptic automatic, right? <laughs> like, right. automatic response movements yeah it was just like this just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not buying it I'm yeah. just not buying it because not that not that 
I think everybody that does the paranormal stuff is is a weirdo, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are weirdos. Oh yeah, you know, and they including just, myself. You know, you, you just, <laughs> no, you guys, you guys are cool. You see certain people, and you go, oh, there's something wrong with that person. That guy's. Yeah. That's why I, you always hate when you see interviews with certain people because you can't believe that person because they don't come off as believable. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they look like they got struck by lightning. You know, in route to the interview. You know, and they <laughs> just they're just weird people. So this girl was one of those. One of those, you know, goth girls, mm-hmm. heavy set girl, all black, but but with blue purple hair and big weird cat glasses, and just just looked the part that you would, you know, just mm-hmm. right out of central casting as a, you know, as a psychic lady type thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of skeptical, and she goes, "Do you want to try them?" And I go, "Yeah, I definitely want to try right? them. Yeah. I want to see how these things go." Uh-huh. So she tells me how to use them. So I hold them in my hands, do the thing. I'm holding them loosely, just the way you're supposed to do it. And I ask a question, and they moved. Yeah. And I went, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> so then I asked a question that, I mean, I knew the answer to, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. nobody else could know the answer to. And I can't remember what it was like, like, am, am, I, am, I, am I performing in Chicago tomorrow yeah. or whatever? And it moved and it answered the question. Am I performing in this town tomorrow? And it moved, no, no, no. Am I performing in this other town? And it went to yes. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. Yeah. How is this doing this? It's mm-hmm. interesting. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But then we went and did an exploration of the basement, which mm-hmm. is where a lot of the, the equipment came in. And they had those, uh, and I'm going to say it wrong, they're not EMF EMF readers? Yes. EM, EMF yep. detectors? Is that what it is, EMF? Yeah. So they had those things, like mm-hmm. little Ghostbuster machines. And they're supposed to like come up with with trying to get you know words to come out. Oh, okay. Yeah, ovulus. It's called the ovulus, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're walking down there and it's dark and there's a little flashlights and we're looking around and and uh, most of the people had come back up mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was up for the most part uh, I didn't go down for their first you know venture down there mm-hmm. and then um, I said well can I go down there? can I check it out and they go yeah there's still like two people down there you can go tell them that we're getting ready to pack up and leave mm-hmm. so uh, I went down there and I, I met up with them and we're looking around a little bit and I'm trying to just determine what they're doing like I don't you know I'm, yeah. I'm not it's my fir- pretty much my first rodeo in that experience mm-hmm. so um and I thought like because I've, I've seen the shows you know yeah. I watch all those shows yeah all the ghost hunter shows and they're always like going oh did you hear that he said this and you're like I didn't hear anything there's no this it's is, hard this is ridiculous yeah. and you're, you're listening for it and you're going me I don't I don't I don't know but I swear at one point uh, it wasn't, I wasn't hearing anything. I wasn't hearing a single thing. Just, just a, the static. Thing. Yeah. And then I clearly heard get out. Yeah. And I went, I'm gonna go back upstairs. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time to go back upstairs yeah. right now. And it was clear. It was yeah. like, yeah. it was as clear yeah. as clear could be. It's just get out. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine okay. hearing that audibly when you're in a, in a location? Cause I have, and yeah. it's scary. I mean, when they start saying "get out," you yeah. better listen. Yeah, <laughs> right. I feel. Like, I your... felt like even if you don't believe, yeah. uh, why, why take the take chance on that? Yeah. So that one was that one yeah. still sticks with me because mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, I heard that with my with my own ears. I was there, yeah. and the diving rods were in my hand, or whatever it calls it. Yeah, were in my hand. I saw them answer questions that nobody could possibly know. And I, and even when she was doing it, I was asking her questions that she couldn't possibly know, and they and they were answering it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how ghosts know things. If that if yeah. they if everything's real and everything's mm-hmm. true, how do they know things that they couldn't possibly know? I did mean, they, they read can, your thoughts? I don't know. Right? See, that's what I was going to say. Maybe you know, there's no such thing as time on the other side. So maybe to them, you've already asked that question. They knew the answer because. There's no such thing as time. So There's I asked no it before. They went and researched it, found Something. out. They went they to they your went website, checked your schedule like <laughs> I did for or, this podcast. Right. The thing is, right. you know, we... Or maybe they read your mind. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. They, they have the ability to read minds because lots of times when you hear voices and all that, the person standing right next to you might not even hear it. Yeah. And the way we think of that is that they're actually putting those thoughts in your mind because of the like. The um, electromagnetism and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how these machines that we use work yeah. is like the ovulus. They have, we believe that they have the ability to change the electronics to make that sound. Yeah. You know. How? But how? We don't know. Yeah. And that's the thing is the more we learn, the less we know. 
Oh, you pull those things out. My sticks. I'm a little scared of those things now. <laughs> this, you know, it's are they reading your energy? You know, like could it, they have been? Did when you helped them, did you feel any like type of? I didn't energy. Or I didn't feel electricity pulses. or anything okay. like that. Because um, sometimes people experience that. Yeah. They kind of feel that electrical. I get yeah. electric Sorry. tingling yeah. going on. I didn't. I didn't get any of that. It was just the movement, mm-hmm. and and it could have been. I just wasn't focusing on that mm-hmm. but i was just too surprised because i was i was literally surprised you know because i've done things you know where you talk to people and they go oh well, it just doesn't like you because you're a skeptic you don't you know because you're not a believer mm-hmm. that it's not going to work for you and i'm like oh, okay whatever yeah but this time i was like it just it just went mm-hmm. and i was examining them going is, it, is there a trick to these things or yeah. is there some way is it is it, are they look like they they move like this right? yeah right. And it's like is there a motor in there is there something <laughs> how does this how does this work? Yeah. But it just, it just does. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, look at that. Look at that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Look at that. What is it doing? <laughs> Why did it do that? It's pointing at you. Why did it go in a circle like that? Look, it's going to full circle. <laughs> How is it doing that? It's focus. You know, sometimes. Plus, it, it could be just your movement on your body right now because you're sitting there and I stuff. Did, I, like, it just it did a full circle. Yeah. <laughs> How does it do a full circle? It like, follows the energy. They use these to find people in avalanches. Joe uses them to find graves. That, you know, it's like it's are we made of energy and and well, we is are. there energy on the other side and can they manipulate these? Like, I use these a lot in that back room because I've had activity in that back room yeah. i get activity all the time when i go back mm-hmm. and and use it, it is and energy. then i scare myself because i'm by myself mm-hmm. but you guys you guys saw it, it it's yeah in, yeah in a, yeah and now it's yeah. not moving at all mm-hmm. right no i haven't changed my you know anything mm-hmm. on me yeah so why did it do a full circle like it's moving again it moves, <laughs> it's moving slightly. why is it doing that i <laughs> accidentally stepped on it that one's ben <laughs> well look at it it's yeah. look, it's yeah. coming closer to me look why? There's there's a lot of energy in this house. Why is it doing this? It's pointing to the back room. It's paranormal. Look, it's Because <laughs> Jen was just talking about the back room. How does yeah. it do that? Maybe you have some spirits See, or energy around you. That's I gotta put it down. We're okay. told <laughs> the freaking yeah. Man, right? <laughs> a lot of psychics Ooh. tell us that there are. I didn't hear any tingling there. But yeah. Uh, but wow. a lot of psychics tell us yeah. that there are spirits around us all the time. A lot of your spirit guides yeah. are around you all the time. And by using that, the the dowsing rods are designed to use as energy transmitters, I want guess you want to yeah, say. Yeah. And the reason they move is because the spirits are, condu- are using their energy to move them. It's crazy. I'll tell you, my mom has had some, some, some experiences really? that she claims. Yeah. Okay. She claims to. And I think my mom's a little... Luke, you know, little, we don't think our moms are well, you know, she's kooky, a little, like right? one of the things that because my grandmother died, my mom mm-hmm. and my grandmother were very close. And she's my mom says she was sitting in her living room one day and there was a, uh, a, a vase that was sitting on the shelf and it wasn't right on the edge. It wasn't, you know, there's mm-hmm. no reason for it. And it just flew off the shelf oh. and, and broke on the ground. And my mom goes, and that was that was your grandmother telling you that she's around. And I go. If anything, it's my grandmother telling me she hated that vase. Right? Yeah. Like, why would she, <laughs> right. why would she break? Why would the she vase? break it? Yeah. Why is that the reason? You know, do some I writing. Go, yeah. Hey, it's floral. It's floral. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, or shake it or something. You know, yeah. just not just break it. So, right. That's your grandmother making a mess. Right. Why would she do that? And uh, but she said that she said she's seen her at the base of her bed. You know, mm-hmm. while she slept, and then uh, uh, her um, her third husband died, and. Um, she apparently, she, she, I can't, I wish I could remember exactly what her story was, but there was something where she'd, she'd, she was feeling, you know, lonely, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she asked, you know, him to give a sign that he was still there watching over her. And he did exactly what she asked him to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, whatever it was, cool. it was something, it was something minor, mm-hmm. but it was something very specific mm-hmm. that occurred. And I was like, going, well, something did happen today. Yeah. I came home. Okay, so I'll show you guys. It's kind of hard on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who are you going to show? Are you going to show us? So I have this little thing of gold that I little, mined. Jen's holding up a tiny oh, little jar. Oh, you mined jar. it yourself? Yeah, and it's been on, on the back of my stove for like months. It was laying on the stove when I came in, and I just remembered that. Hmm. But I wasn't even over there. So how in the world did it get from the shelf 
on yeah. the thing without breaking because it's so tiny. Right. You it? know? Yeah. And Something your house is pretty solid. It's not like you walking by is going to shake yeah, it's anything. A brick house. And there was a brick. House. We didn't have a uh, earthquake or mm-hmm. anything today. No, no. but no. isn't that interesting? Though? It is interesting. There's always a if, but I've always here's my thing. If I've I've always been, I'm not a skeptic like yeah. in a sense that, but I'm I'm skeptical if yeah. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You have like, to be like I yeah I, I like I believe you can't that take everything. I believe in Bigfoot. Bigfoot makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, so let's to talk me. about Bigfoot. You know, it yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. and it, I get I almost get angry when people you know act like you know it's like oh that's ridiculous. I go it's the least ridiculous of everything that that you could talk about. There are so many places places that Bigfoots are sighting at yeah. that are unexplored areas. Yeah. There's footprints. And every culture has got stories mm-hmm. dating back thousands of years. Exactly. Of these ape-like creatures. Mm-hmm. They all came up with the same idea? At From the all same over time. the world. All over right. the world. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Like, if you want to talk like there are different pyramids in different places, that's also a weird thing We're, for cultures that couldn't have possibly mm-hmm. communicated Yet somehow they they built the same structures. Yeah, very bizarre. Same deities in right. their carvings, all that. Right, but Bigfoot, perfect sense. And mm-hmm. there was everybody. Not everybody necessarily knows, but Giganta. Mm-hmm. What is it? Gigant- Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Yeah. There you go. Was a real thing mm-hmm. that existed. Yeah. yeah. So if it's a real thing that existed, it's not hard to believe that they might still exist. Yeah. We find things in the ocean all the time that we thought were extinct millions of years ago. Yeah. The celiacanth is yeah. a perfect yeah. example. The the giant squid, things like this that still exist. And we find them all the time. Well, they just found, you know, in the last 150 years, a species of orangutan. Oh, yeah. You know, like, can you imagine being the first person to ever see orangutan? You'd be like, holy crap, what is this? There's a, uh, just in 1990-something, they found a six-foot species of, of uh of chimpanzee that only exists in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Six feet tall. Yeah. Right? That's a huge chimpanzee. Yeah. Because yeah. they're usually only like three or four feet right. tall. Right. Usually small. So they're a six foot tall chimpanzee. Um, and if that exists, and nobody knew that existed, mm-hmm. you know, not hard to believe that a Bigfoot, you know, yeah. could exist, especially if it's, if they're limited quantities and they, they're small clans, small clans, nomadic, and they're smart enough to mm-hmm. keep themselves hidden, which now, they should be. You travel, I mean, probably what a million miles in your career. Oh, I've traveled. Yeah, something. I, I did the math once, and uh, so what did I? What did I do? I, 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 I've traveled something like the equivalent of two and to the moon and back three times, three and a half. That's times. amazing. Yeah. But you, you know, you've traveled so much. You've seen people don't kind of get how forested. Oh yeah, it can yeah, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in Pennsylvania. Oh, like. Gee. Try, try Wyoming and Montana. See, uh, I haven't been out there. Those way. places and like there are remote and there forested. are places that you go where you there's no sunlight. You can go into the woods driving. There'll be yeah. like one path, and you have a canopy of of trees and branches where it blocks out the sun, wow. and that's that's the one road. Mm-hmm. Now imagine all those millions of acres yeah. that have mm-hmm. no roads mm-hmm. that nobody's exploring. Yeah, it's ridiculous to think. And people always say, "Well, we've never found a skeleton." Well, they. Good argument is you don't find bear skeletons either. Right. No, you don't ever. Because like, porcupines eat the the calcium, eat the bones. Everything in the forest yeah. is con- reconsumed. It's, it's consumed. Yeah, a deer carcass will disappear very like, quickly. N- yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 you think about that, like all the animals that theoretically die in the woods, it should be nothing but bones. Yeah, but you don't see them. Mm-hmm. You almost never see them, yeah. and there's a reason. And I believe that Bigfoots. Have big the ability feet. is it big foots or big feet? Big feet. Maybe there's more than one, so it's feet. <laughs> um, unless you know there is one that has a big foot and a um, peg leg, but oh, oh. so that's pirates. Bigfoot That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> we know <Mitch> that <laughs> dogs stuff. You know, dogs have the senses that we don't understand. Sure. They'll sense you before you sense them. And I think that sure. Bigfoots Most. that have been around for this eight to 10,000 years have a the Higher. ability to hide themselves because they know you're there way before you know they're right. there. Right. Most times, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's like, you know, with tigers and their infrasound. Is it infrasound? Yeah. I don't know. Whales have infrasound. Yeah. They communicate through infrasound. They communicate... Through, they have um, a higher s- hearing. They have. Yeah. They can hear a lot better. Like dogs can sure. hear different ranges. 
their eyesight is different. You know, we talk about um, nocturnal animals can see just like we do during the day at night. Yeah. How do we know Bigfoot's don't? Right. I mean, and we don't know. No, you, right. We don't know. And and you're right. Ev- evolution took us in this direction, but evolution could have taken them in a completely different direction yeah. mm-hmm. and different directions that helped them stay concealed, mm-hmm. you know, help them, um, you know, evolve in the way that they need to evolve mm-hmm. to survive, you know, on their own. And it just, it just makes perfect sense. I, there's no reason. And, you know, people talk to me about like, you know, other cryptids. Okay. You, you look at the Loch Ness Monster. It's, it's less it's realistic. Plausi- it's possible or pro- I don't know how to plausible. say that. Plausible. Plausible. But some of these are like, come on. There's got to be breeding populations. Well, You're right. Not so get- that's the thing. If you have a plesiosaur or something similar yeah. to that that's living in, in Loch Ness, it's going to die at mm-hmm. some point in time. Yeah. Or it's going to breed. So there would be a lot of them or none of them yeah. at some point in time. You can't just have one. There has to be you know, some sort of you know, that's just There's, the way things work. Yeah. You know, that's our nature. We have two species too. And yeah. with, with Bigfoots, there's got to be breeding populations. Sure. But I still feel that there are a lot of them out there, but there's not enough to where they're seen all the time. Although people see Bigfoots on a daily basis yeah. all over the world. We just don't hear about it. But in concentrated areas, you won't see them that much because the population is so small. Right. Yeah. They're here or they're there. Or they they're could not... be nomadic. They could be following the food sources, right? I'm well, sure they are. And they should be. And if you, you're in places like Oregon, mm-hmm. which is 90% trees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it should be, it's easy to hide. It's mm-hmm. easy to hide. You could hide a hundred big feet in, in, a, mm-hmm. in, in areas and nobody would know. And they're nobody camouflaged. Yeah. You know, we heard at one speech, which made perfect sense. They found hair samples, and that's that's another thing. People say, where's the evidence? It's everywhere. But anyways, right, right. they found hair samples, and when they looked at them, they were the same style of hair that are on, um, what do you call them, the white bears? Polar bears. Polar bears. Oh, really? They're the same style. Now, if you look at a polar bear, you think, oh, he's white. Polar bears are white. No, polar bears are not white. It's because the hair doesn't reflect certain types of light right? because they're actually like a straw. yeah. So they're hollow inside, yeah. and it changes the way you look. Bigfoot, yep. they believe they have the same style hair, and they can mm. they can fit or um, camouflage themselves into their environment so much because of that that you don't see them. Now, I was up north in the UP, mm-hmm. and I was talking to a lady about mooses. Meese. Meese. Meese? I think it's just moose. Mooses? I think all all moose? moose are one moose or multiple moose is, yeah. is a moose. It's moose. But she said I agree. I th- I'm pretty if, sure, but I don't I don't know. Yeah. If you've ever seen a stuffed one on a wall, you're like, how can something that big They're giant not be seen all the time? They don't right. see them that often. And when they do, it's a big event because you don't see them. Right. Their racks on their heads are 10 feet wide and they're making, making their way through the woods. Yeah. They're like, People, 10, they're like 12 feet tall and 10 feet wide. Yeah. yeah. Right. And she said that you could have one standing right off the road and drive right past it and never see it because they can't, they fit in so well with their environment. And I yeah. think that's the same as Bigfoots. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because every big, you know, you hear about, I saw black Bigfoot and all that. Why they're different black? colors. You know, you got. <laughs> Why does it got to be black? Yeah. yeah. No, right. That, that, that makes perfect sense. And then you got yeah. the, the female ones, which are really bitchy, and that you and they're called Sasquatches. <laughs> I'm about to Sas- see <laughs> <laughs> But. You're grounded. <laughs> you know, it goes back to that, too, is people say, well, there's no evidence, but there's evidence everywhere where they just. People just don't believe it that much. Right. Yeah. Where I just found a coin under there. I don't know what's going it on. It could be. Right there. Where is There's it? probably money in there. You have money under your, under, under your table. Do you want to hear a weird story about this house? Sure. Okay. When I first moved in here, maybe a year or two after I, I was here, I was standing out in the living room, and I was like, this place is really interesting. You know, it kind of has like a history to it. And I was like, there's got to be hidden treasures hidden somewhere because mm. the guy who built the house, or they built the house, 
he was a woodworker, so you notice like a lot of like the details in the wood and stuff like that. And I was like, something in my head said there's a stamp in the attic. A stamp. A stamp in the attic. Hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? I mean, it just popped in my head. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about stamps. I wasn't thinking about the attic. Right. I went upstairs. I pulled the carpet back. There was a stamp underneath the carpet. Like a postage stamp? (laughs) Yeah, from the 20s. Hmm. Isn't that the weirdest Mm -hmm. thing? And then five years later, lived here about, let's see, I've been here 18 years. About 10 years into living here, I found a hidden room upstairs in the attic. A hidden room? I didn't know that even existed. It's behind a It's behind a closet. Really? Yeah. I almost asked you about that. I almost asked that when you said things about the house. I go, do you have like yeah. a secret room? A little, there is. A there's secret a secret dungeon. There's a fruit cellar in the basement, too. It's hmm. just behind a, a door. And then there's another door. And there's like this whole fruit cellar in there. It's stinky. But I was like, so interesting. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's those type of like mystery type things that I yeah. think, you know, keep us going and, and mysteries of Bigfoot or mysteries of, um, you know, strange and unusual paranormal things or yeah. going to a haunted comedy club. No, yeah. do you think that comedy cl- clubs Mason are famously city is the name of the city, by the way, famously haunted Mason silly. silly. The comedy club is in Mason City. Mason Silly. Yeah. Oh. I'm Mason City, Mason City, Illinois. Mason City, Illinois. There you go. It came to you. Yeah. Like the stamp. Yeah, like the stamp. <laughs> Mason City. Well, when you, when you, well, I think when you don't think about things, mm-hmm. it just it just it's there. Like yeah. if you ever been trying to think of a name of an actress or something like that, and you just can't think of it, and in the mm-hmm. middle of the night you just sit up and you go, Ah, Angela Jolie. You're like, <laughs> right. Man, <laughs> nobody around. Yeah. Right? It happens. It happens like that. <laughs> um. What's oh, yeah, you had questions. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Here's no, no, no. I was dominated getting, your conversation. No, it's fine. We, you know, open format here. We're just rabbit hole everywhere. Uh, where's the most terrifying or scariest place you've ever been? Paranormal or not? I mean, okay. you've been everywhere, right? Yeah, I've been everywhere. And um, so it, it that that depends. So there's different, mm-hmm. there's different answers to that question. Mm-hmm. But I could say that um, while driving, the, mo- the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me while driving was um i was in montana and i was driving from i can see you now i was driving from uh a town called uh i think i was driving from bozeman montana to um roundup the town's called roundup okay and uh there's two ways to go there oh so i was i started in in billings so you can go from billings there's two ways there's only two ways to get there that's how remote some of these places Mm -hmm. are so you can go from billings to bozeman to round up. So there's like, you make like an L, okay. you know, a backwards L to get there. Or there's one road that goes directly from Billings to Roundup. And it's a, it's a less traveled road, mm-hmm. but it's a direct shot. So it saves you about an hour and a half to two hours if you take the direct shot. So, of course, that's always going to be my route. To, yeah. The, the quickest route. The problem is, is that road is closed and inoperable. And everybody knows that. Except for people that aren't from there. Oh, my right? God. So I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, uh, started off on the road. It was fine at first. And it was, a, it was, it was I don't even know if it was wintertime, but it was somewhere because there was snow involved, right, at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But um, it started off and it was, uh, and it started off as, as paved. And then it went to gravel. And then it went to dirt. And then that dirt became mud. Mm. And you're driving. You're at a certain point, you know, where you're like, it's, I can't turn around and go back at this point. I, gotta, I yeah. just got to keep going forward. So you're driving through mud, and you, we passed through a town called Raple J, you know, oh and that alone, like that's a terrible name for <laughs> right? a town. Yeah, Raple J. I don't, I, you know, why? That's never a good sign. You don't want you mm-hmm. don't want your car to break no. down in Raple J. So, um, and I'm looking for a, a gas station, you know, or or something to get some sort of insight as to what's what's going on here. Is there a better path? What what, what am I doing? You know, um, there's no there's no cell service. There's no gas stations. There's nothing. There's just nothing. There's just like a t- Raple J was a, like a tiny village of like ten houses, and that's it. Like there's nothing wow. else there. So I keep going, um, and now we're, we're going up the side of a mountain, and uh, it's the side of a mountain that's mud. So now you're you're at a point where I'm you know, if, anxiety if for you, you get if if you get stuck, you know you're yeah. walking 150 miles yeah. to get to the next town. Well, I, I can't have that happen, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But I'm also driving up the side of a mountain that's all mud, and I got to go fast enough to get through the mud, you know, but slow enough not to go <laughs> off the side of the mountain. 
And uh, it was like, so you're, you're spinning, and, and, and there's times where the mud's flopping up on your windshield, so you can't see <laughs> at all. So you're trying to, like, I'm, I got my head out the window of the God, car, and trying to drive and trying to see where I'm going. Holy but you're shit. going around a corner, and you're like, if another car's coming in this other direction, I'm dead. It's a thin road, and there's not enough space. And there was a, at least one point in time where there's a rock in the middle of the road, and you got to swing around the rock. Oh so you're swinging God. on a rock, and you're mm. partly off the side of a cliff trying to go around a rock so you're not smashing into it. And uh, made it through. But I made it, but it was like the scariest thing, you know, where mm-hmm. you, where you, I finally get through. And when I got back to, uh, to a road, an actual real road, now uh, my car's making all these weird shaky things and all this kind of stuff. And even myself, even there at that point in time, I'm shaking, you know, I'm just like, I would be, I don't know what's going on, but I made it. So I called the, I called a, a service center in the town I was going to mm-hmm. in Roundup. And I said, cause that's the next town, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, uh, do you guys have a tow truck? Whatever. I don't think if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. And they go, um, they go, yeah, uh, we can come pick you. Where are you at? And I go, I don't actually know where I'm at. They don't have like, there's no mile markers or yeah. anything like this. Yeah. And uh, uh, what, you know, Oh, you want to tell you where I'm at? There's a tree. There's yeah. a, a, another tree. There's, there's nothing. It's just a road. And, uh, I go, as soon as I can, I can figure it out. I'll, I'll let you know. But I was I was making progress. I was still slowly getting there. And there there was another hill thing where it was I was losing power, and that's where I thought I wasn't going to make it. But once I got over that 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 loop, then I was able to coast mm-hmm. down, made it to the place, uh, the service center, and they had and there's nothing wrong with the car. It just had 200 pounds of mud <gasps> yeah. that was stuck in the wheel wells oh. and you know the undercarriage. They had to they had to clean out behind the engine block it was you know the car was going to overheat because it was just caked in mud because of all the mud that came through and once they cleaned it out it drove perfectly fine everything was great but they're they like how did you get this much mud in your car i go well, i i took that road and they go that road's closed <laughs> and i go i go I, yeah i didn't know that everybody knows the road's closed. i didn't know the road was closed yeah. you can put up a sign how about put up a sign this is yeah. the road's closed do you ever think about that maybe think maybe put a sign up for people that maybe don't know mm-hmm so yeah, that was probably the the scariest mm-hmm. you know I've ever had uh, outside of you know like other exp- like uh, a week ago this mm-hmm. this happened to me where I'm I'm driving I was driving to Fargo North North Dakota and uh, I'm driving with, with my feature act and we're going through like a construction zone and we're heading to uh, we're we're just shy of, of Chicago so we're in Indiana um, on the turnpike but um, we're not quite to uh, to Chicago yet. And we're on the road, and it becomes a construction zone. So there's there's two lanes, but both of the um, of the 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 berms are are closed. Like there's on on the left side, it's just a cement barrier. Like mm-hmm. there's no space. It's just a car and the cement barrier. And on the on the right side, there's all these cones and stuff like this. So we're driving, and I'm driving on. There's a semi in the in the right lane. I'm in the left lane, and we're going around a corner. So I'm starting to try to pass the semi so I can get a, go around him. And when I get around the corner, there's a car coming in my mm-hmm. lane toward me. Oh, my God. And it takes you a second to register that that's what's going on. Yeah. Because you're like, going, he's got to be in the other other mm-hmm. side of the road. He can't be actually be in, in my lane. And by the moment you, you realize, no, that's my lane. You've got like a second. And so I just had to put on my brake. So, because I was next to the semi right yeah. now, there's no other, you know, I couldn't just get over. Yeah. There's no place to go. I couldn't go left. I couldn't go right. So I put on my brake and then hit the, you know, hit the hit the wheel, and uh, and got just I just got behind the semi, like maybe by a foot or two feet before I passed the car going mm-hmm. that way, and then uh, almost lost control, but I, I was able to maintain control. And you're like, whoo! Well, I'm awake now. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think I can make the rest Life of the trip. Life flashes by before your eyes. And it was like, and that's the thing is, it's, it's sometimes when you're on the road doing these shows, it's it's a split second decision. If mm-hmm. I was, you know, if I was texting, if I was, yeah. you know, changing a radio station, anything that could have happened, and you, you do, you hit that moment where you're realizing, you know, how how uh, fragile life really is. Mm-hmm. You know, how close you can come to die at any given moment. Yeah. So. You know, that's that's what I do every week, too. Yeah. Every week. You do. You're yeah. always on the road. How many cars have you been through? How many engines? Oh, my God. I couldn't even. I uh, I usually buy new cars. So uh, I what I do, I drive. Uh, this is great advice for people that want a car that lasts. Mm-hmm. I, I almost exclude. I always um, buy Hondas now. The last, man, mm-hmm. probably the last 15 years, I've, I've only driven Hondas. And um, 
I I prefer the Honda Civic for whatever reason. It it has the the least amount of breakdowns and stuff. I currently drive a Honda CRZ, uh, which is a um, which is a hybrid. They don't make them anymore, but it's a two seater hybrid, mm-hmm. which I which I really like that car as well. Um, but uh, probably Honda Civic is my favorite car of all times, and I've never driven a Honda Civic less than three hundred and forty thousand miles. Mm. And I've gone through four of them. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my current car has just under 200,000 miles right now. Mm-hmm. I bought it in uh, 2020, right before buying cars became an impossibility. Right. Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. I got <laughs> I got very lucky. So um, hopefully this is going to last me, you know, I'll get another 150,000 miles out of it. Maybe, maybe two years if mm-hmm. I'm lucky. If I don't drive as much, yeah. you know, keep that oil changed. Well, this, I do. And it's funny is people ask me, you know, go, you still putting 40, 60,000 miles a year in your car. I go, I'm putting 80 to 100,000 mm-hmm. miles a year on my car. What are you talking about? <laughs> 60,000 miles. I, I go, used to yeah. when I worked in Michigan. I, yeah. A hundred miles, 200 miles a day. Yeah. hundred miles there, a hundred miles. Well, back. you know, up fast. talking, you know, I, I know this isn't paranormal, but the number one car that millionaires drive is a two-year-old Honda Civic. Yeah. Really? That is the number one you're car. Tell us you're a millionaire, Steve. That millionaires drive. <laughs> wow. And they're T- like, tell me you're a millionaire without telling me you're a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart. I mean, that's yeah. it's a, it's yeah. the smartest car to drive. It's mm-hmm. the thing about you know. It's funny you say that because the the thing they say about most millionaires is that you have no idea they're a exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're the people. That's how they have a million dollars is yeah. because they're responsible with their money. Yeah. They're right. not, you know, they're not the flashy people that are out there. You know, if you see some guy in a in a in a five thousand dollars suit, he probably doesn't have as much money as you think he yep. does. Right. Exactly. It's all show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. This was a blast. Right. Thanks for having me. Let our listener know where you're going to be in the next few weeks so they can check you out. And also, don't forget Steve to vote for Steve. And ah, the best yes. of Toledo. Yeah. Is going Even if on you right don't now. live in Toledo, you can still go to yeah. Toledo City Paper and under local comics or is it local comics or just comics? So this is how they, they people have a, <laughs> Right. They have Peoples. a designs very strangely people. this year. So yeah, I am nominated for uh, uh Best of Toledo under the under the comedy category. But it's so you go to you you click on the Best of Toledo thing. And then you go to people. You scroll down to people, which is weird because yeah. they have options. They have like professionals and then they have media, and they have entertainment, but I'm I'm not comedy's under none of those. It's oh, under, right? it's under people. Okay, for some reason. people. So you click on people, and then you scroll down, and it'll say it has some of the options are like politician, policeman, fireman, uh, drag queen, and then right below drag queen is is comedy or comedian, okay. whatever. So that's where you that's where you find me. It's a, it's a very strange you know place to put it, but mm-hmm. but that's where it is. I'm nominated there, so you can you can vote every and single we'll put day. Link, links up on and our yeah. page too. You can vote every day and uh, vote for me because um, you know he deserves it. I deserve it. It's the best. It's great. And you say where am I going to be in the next couple of weeks? That's a really good question because I'm all over the place. Like this week, I'm in uh uh, uh well not not the week that this is being sent right. But um, yeah, I can't even read my thing because I don't have a, I don't have my readers. On. Oh, oh. And readers. I don't have my cheetahs and my readers. Um, but I'm I'm all over the place. Okay, yeah, have, just uh, check out his website. Yeah, go to my a website. Really cool website. Yeah, stevesable.com, and you'll see where I'm at. But uh, like I know, uh, right right after Thanksgiving might be the week that this is this is out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in uh, Atlantic, Iowa. I'm performing there. Uh, the first week of December, I'm in. Um, I have a I have a some corporate Christmas party on okay. on on December first and December second. I'm in Chippewa Falls, um, Wisconsin. Oh. Chippewa Falls. If you guys don't remember or don't know, that's where supposedly uh, Leonardo, Car- Leonardo DiCaprio's character was from in Titanic. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. there's a little, a little trivia for trivia. you right there. Yeah. We should play trivia sometime. That's where I'll play <laughs> trivia with you anytime you want. I love trivia. I do too. Um, in fact, oh, well, I, I host trivia too. Wait, what? I, yeah, I didn't, I, never, I didn't tell you that. So um, I just picked up a new date too. So um, I, on Tuesday nights, I do trivia at um, at Six Fifths Distilling in Parisburg. You know, every Tuesday night. That's I'm right next it. to my niece's bakery. Really? Yeah. Weird. Seven little cupcakes. Oh, yeah. It is. It's right there. Yeah. It's, it's like literally like right, right next, next to door. it. Yeah. So I do that at, every Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, I just picked up some place. I'm doing it again on Wednesdays in Swanton. 
I don't know the name of the place though. Swanton. Swanton. I know. Swanton. I know. So it's Swamp it's gonna be weird. Swanton. I was doing it on Monday nights in um, in at TGI Fridays in Holland, but apparently they didn't pay their bill, so now so I lost that gig. But yeah, it's just something I started doing that. Uh, I signed up to do it when the pandemic hit because I didn't, oh, you know, yeah. I wasn't on the road yeah. because of the pandemic. So oh, I figured uh, I'll be a trivia host and, you know, something I can do and have fun. But mm-hmm. turns out people weren't doing that either. No. So mm-hmm. they called me uh, like uh, October of maybe I think they called me in August and I started in October of, of 2021. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Something fun to do, you know, because I don't I don't do a lot. Like we talked about, I don't go to the bars anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. do a lot of things. So something to do and i love trivia i love trivia i, I too. you know I, I have such a good time with it and uh so i said you know what? i'm gonna go I'll, I'll host it it's fun mm-hmm. and uh turns you- out so it's the thing if you ever gone to these trivia nights and i this is man, oh, not in years i yeah i worry that that to i don't want to insult people but uh the reason i i wanted to sign up because i go to these trivia nights and some of the hosts were terrible yeah some of them were so terrible yeah. and i go i could do a way better job mm-hmm. than that right. i want i want to make it fun so i try to I do my best to make it fun add I'm a little a little personality, a little pizzazz, yeah, you know, right? yeah. and, uh, and it's, it's a good time. So yeah, you can come see me there. There's so many things, ways you can see me, you know, I, I'm always doing comedy shows. So check out my website, mm-hmm. vote for me on the Toledo thing, yes. pick up my books. They're yes. all available on Amazon, Amazon, every one of them. I have five different books. Um, if you read one of my books and you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. I promise. There you, you go. Um, you just have to buy it first. Give you the words you know, back. Keep the receipt. Prove to me that you bought it. If you don't like it, I'll, I'll give you money back because I stand by them. I, uh, I worked very hard on these things. And uh, yeah, trivia on, on Tuesdays in Perrysburg. You know, just come find me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, guys. We'll put all the links up, too, in the show notes. But I'm really, really, really thankful that you came because it's oh. been a long time coming. Oh, I'm happy to be here, and, man. I'm, uh, I'm glad you, you had me. Thank to you. I had my friend on the show. But everybody, <laughs> you know, check out Steve's um, website. Go get his book. And go books. to books. Books. And bring them to Trivial, and he will sign them for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. I'd happy, happily sign them at Trivial. And he's always happy to talk about Bigfoot in all his shows. Yes. Oh, I love Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I absolutely love Bigfoot. My favorite, my favorite cryptid. And listener, please, as we always say, wherever you're listening to this, please give us a five-star rating review. We really need those rating reviews now that the algorithms have changed. And uh, we have a link in the show notes for Jen's Poshmark page. If you're looking for some high-end clothing at a great price. Yes. Mm. And if you'd like to donate to the show, the link is in the description. But you can also donate for free by telling a friend about our show. Pass it on to everyone that you can. Or and subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. It's up now. Everybody, go. All right. Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can keep Give doing money this. too. I, I right? want money. Yes, yeah. donate money. to Steve. Like, I'll start a GoFundMe for you. I, I don't have a Patreon. I don't have a Patreon. Is it Patreon or Patreon? Pat- Patreon. Patreon. I don't know. Patreon? I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever it is. I don't, I don't have one of those. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Shit!